Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's news talk radio, TNT. The truth will out. It always does. The only thing that differs is how long it takes. It's been over three years since the Fed's erection on January 6, 2021. And the truth is finally starting to come out. Video released, thanks to new speaker Mike Johnson, shows that Capitol Police Special Agent David Lazarus, who was on Nancy Pelosi's personal protection detail, perjured himself in the Oath Keepers trial. Oath Keepers had testified that they stood between Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn and protesters that were getting a little rowdy inside the Capitol. There's closed circuit TV video of the six Oath Keepers indeed standing between the crowd and Harry Dunn on the staircase. Well, when the testimony of Dunn wasn't believed by the jury, when it looked like they weren't buying his story, the prosecution brought in special agent Lazarus to buttress that story, which, as it's turned out, has been a lie. Dunn testified that it was the Oath Keepers who were hurling racial epithets at him and harassing him on the staircase, and they weren't protecting him. Who are you going to believe? The Capitol Hill police officer who's testifying under oath because we know what their oaths mean to them. Oh, they're so good at keeping their oaths. Or you're going to believe your lying eyes. We've seen the video of the Oath Keepers standing there with their backs to Dunn, forming a wall between him and the protesters. Lazarus said that as he was coming up the stairs, same staircase where Dunn was located, he saw the Oath Keepers harassing him. He saw them in his face. <laughs> he wasn't even in the complex. He was across the street in the Senate office building. We've got the timestamp tracing him all the way through from the Senate office buildings on the other side of the Capitol, a quarter mile away from Officer Dunn, coming through the subway tunnel, entering the Senate side, crossing over to the House side, one floor down, and finally making it up the staircase where Officer Dunn was located minutes after the Oath Keepers had exited the building through the east doors. There was no physical way possible, unless he's got x-ray vision, that Special Agent Lazarus saw the Oath Keepers interacting with Officer Dunn. He perjured himself. Is there going to be justice? Perjury is a crime. Will he be held accountable? Don't hold your breath. But here's what we do know. We do know that there are six Oath Keepers in prison based on official government perjury. At the very least, they need to be released immediately with an apology. And you better believe there are going to be civil lawsuits after that. We have political prisoners here in the United States. And the government doesn't want to talk about them any more than they want to talk about the over 1 million slaves being held in Muslim countries 
to this very day. More slaves are in captivity today than at the height of the transatlantic slave trade. Inconvenient facts indeed. We need to get to the bottom of this. We need to hold the people responsible, accountable. We need to return this republic to a nation of laws, not of men, and increasingly women, who have all too often proved to be corrupt, whether they be Republican or Democrat. If they're establishment, they are the problem, not the solution. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. Why not give today's news talk, TNT, a follow? We're on all the major social platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's news talk, TNT. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I come to you for facts. I really appreciate what you and your team do. Today's news talk radio, TNT. According to a new report by the Epic Times, the CDC failed to send an urgent health alert that it had drafted in May 2021 regarding a potentially fatal side effect linked to the COVID-19 vaccinations it was promoting and continued to push the shots without bothering to warn the public. Here with the story joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. This is... Uh... This everybody in the world, if you are a reporter, you need to be talking about this, not just like one outlet and then everybody else picking up on it. So big kudos to the Epoch Times who got their hands on this document. This is proof that they don't care about us, Timothy. So sad. Um, this is, of course, regarding myocarditis. All four of the jibby jabs uh, for COVID-19 that are or have been available in the United States can cause the heart inflammation myocarditis. This is according to studies, experts, and even agencies such as the CDC. The first cases are reported shortly after the vaccines became available in late 2020. Now, the CDC does tend to send alerts to federal, state, and local public health officials and doctors across the nation through a system called HAN, H-A-N, the Health Alert Network. Messaging through the system, according to the CDC, conveys, quote, vital health information, end quote. Yet in May 2021, uh, apparently, CDC officials drafted an alert on myocarditis and the two most widely used COVID-19 shots, according to this newly obtained document, which is being made public for the first time ever by the Epoch Times. Uh, Dr. Dimitri Daskalakis, the CDC's top official for equity in COVID-19 and engagement, apparently told two other high-ranking CDC colleagues the following in an email. Quote, this is the most recent draft of an alert as discussed. Happy to discuss, end quote. It was titled, quote, draft alert on myocarditis and mRNA vaccines, end quote. This is involving basically, literally, the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna vaccines. Those are the ones that are made with uh, modified or uh, modified messenger RNA, mRNA technology. The draft alert was attached to the email. Uh, apparently, um, and Epoch Times is still trying to acquire the draft alert. Um, quote, this is what somebody had to say to the Epoch Times via email. This is Dr. Joel Walskog. He's the co-chair of the Vaccine Injured Advocacy Group, React 19. This is what he had to say about this. Quote, this censorship of a proposed alert in May of 2021 is just one more example of a regulatory agency's repeated pattern of behavior to censor any information 
that serves to counter the narrative that the COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective, end quote. The CDC started receiving reports of post-vaccination myocarditis in January of 2021 and either failed to detect or straight up ignored a safety signal for myocarditis and the mRNA shots the following month. That is, you can find tons of reports about this by now. The agency also hid a warning from Israel the country that first vaccinated young people who face the highest risk of myocarditis from the GB jabs. The CDC and other agencies have also repeatedly not disclosed other information that undermines their promotion of the vaccine, including how many COVID-19 cases there were among the vaccinated. This newly disclosed email was dated for May 21st, 2021. Interesting date. That's three days before a CDC work group acknowledged for the first time that the number of reported myocarditis cases after COVID-19 vaccination was higher than expected. And a full week before the CDC said it was still recommending that virtually every single American 12 years and older receive a vaccine. Dr. Daskalakis and his two colleagues, they are Drs. Henry Walkie and John Brooks, responded to requests for comment through a spokesperson. Here's what they had to say. Quote, CDC uses a variety of ways to inform the public of potential vaccine safety concerns. A HAN is one method, end quote. That's what the spokesperson said. The agency ultimately chose to issue in May 2021 a document called, quote, clinical considerations, end quote, which has stated that there was an increased number of reported myocarditis cases after mRNA vaccination, but emphasized the CDC was still recommending vaccination for virtually all people above age 11, why? The choice to change the alert to a statement was made after a call with CDC partners. <clears throat> this is according to emails that were obtained by the Daily Clout show. Shout out to them. The CDC's media office declined to outline how the CDC made sure the same people who would have received an HAN saw the clinical consideration document. The spokesperson alleges, quote, the clinical considerations reached the provider audience as the HAN would have. A clinical consideration is useful when information needs to be updated as circumstances evolve and more data is collected and evaluated, end quote. Timothy, proof positive that we need to get rid of the CDC. What 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 is the point of them? Or uh, all they do is play like defense for big pharma? Because that's what it looks like to me. Well, at the very least, if we're not going to get rid of the CDC, and I think there's an appropriate uh, function in government for health, for preventing disease. I think the NIH funding research is can be a good thing. I think the CD can be a good thing. But clearly, we need to clean house, top to bottom. If you're washing test tubes in the lab at CDC, sorry, but you didn't blow the whistle, you got to go. I reported on this story in my MAGA Minute today when I talked about the death of Golden State Warriors assistant coach Luhan Milojevic, 46 years old. We also had a New Orleans Saint linebacker, a retired New Orleans Saint linebacker, Ronald Powell, die at the age of 32. Died suddenly, no cause of death given. The largest cause of death, other than black-on-black -black gang violence in Chicago, among men under 40, is died suddenly or 
cardiac event. We all know what's going on. These shots are poison, and it's increasingly looking like they are part of a larger depopulation agenda, Adam. As crazy as that sounds, it's the only thing that makes sense. This isn't mere accident. This isn't explainable solely by greed or stupidity. This is a plan. And if you doubt that, consider that China has just created another coronavirus, this time that attacks the brain with 100% fatality in mice. That's a violation of the bioweapons treaty. Why is China even doing such research? I saw that story, and in fact, I, I heard that the they were the mice were described as humanized mice, and I found that mm -hmm. very interesting. So we yeah, have frightening stuff. Uh, this is the, we should not be playing God with germs. It's it's never a good thing, Timothy. And as you mentioned, it's straight up against the law. So yeah, how come there's no pressure on China? And again, why is the CDC sitting on an alert? I mean, we're all Americans here. I thought, like, don't we care about our fellow Americans? What happened? No, we're, we're, no, these people don't. Yeah, this, these people don't care uh, about anybody except themselves and the people that they're paid to represent. They don't care about anything except the narrative. These are truly evil people. And people say to me, Timbo, you're a biologist by training. How can you be so against all the this new biology? It's like, because I'm also a Roman Catholic and people say, well, how can you be a, a scientist if you're a Catholic? Well, guess what, Skippy? You wouldn't have science. You wouldn't have the scientific method if it weren't for the Roman Catholic Church. We don't oppose investigating new uh, branches of knowledge or developing new technologies, but we have the moral compass to know when it crosses over from examining the natural world to understand it and manipulating it and trying to play God with it. The former, perfectly acceptable. The latter, not so much. Adam, thanks for a great story. You're listening to today's news talk, TNT. TNT's Steve Malzberg. If a president could be prosecuted for things he did, which he believed and was advised by his lawyers, what, what was was the duty of the president to do, and then after the fact, after he's president, he could be prosecuted. The example has come up today many times. Well, when Joe Biden leaves office, he could be prosecuted for not securing the border. Barack Obama um, okayed drone strikes against American citizens overseas. He could be prosecuted for murder. I mean, this opens up a whole can of worms. Um, Pandora's box, I think, is the term that, uh, that Trump used. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk TNT. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. <laughs> No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. thelightpaper.co.uk Unbiased information. Honest and forthright. News without the misinformation. It doesn't matter what side you're from. What matters is what you say, the truthfulness behind it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Jeremy Brown is a 20-year veteran, United States Army Special Forces Master Sergeant, who served this nation honorably. 
in October of 1992, he swore an oath to Almighty God that he would protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. He has upheld his oath as a ranger, Green Beret, firefighter, citizen, business owner, coach, and U.S. congressional candidate, and now as a prisoner of war. Today marks Jeremy's 840th day in captivity as a political prisoner here in the United States of America. I'd like to welcome back to The Reckoning my friend, Jeremy Brown. Well, thank you for having me. Jeremy, how are you, brother? Uh, well, you know, I'm doing as well as can be expected. <laughs> when we met outside the hotel on the evening of January 6th, did you ever in your wildest dreams think that this could happen in the United States of America? Uh, yeah, in fact, I had actually been tracking it for quite a few years. And uh, unfortunately, I just didn't expect uh, me to be directly tied up in in, in it. And uh, I figured that I would be somebody somewhat of a commentator from the outside explaining what was going on, not a commentator from the inside using my own case as the examples of what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the reality is that the, the history of this country over the last 100 years has been nothing more than an incremental attack against the values that were, uh, you know, enshrined in our Constitution. So now we're just seeing that war come to a head. It really has been. And for those of us trying to wake people up over the last 50 years, you know, I can't tell you how many times I was called crazy, a conspiracy theorist. That's nuts. That could never happen in the United States. Remind people how it happened to you. What was the first step in this when you've received a knock on the door from federal agents? Well, I mean, uh, you know, we received a knock on the door from federal agents. My girlfriend thought it was the actual uh, air conditioning repair guy. Uh, and so when I come to the door, I see these two guys standing there and listening to them. I quickly figure out that uh, that's what they are, they're federal agents. Now, of course, they're looking for me, but, you know, like any American, you should never talk to federal agents ever. And so I just stood there in silence while they went about telling their lives to my girlfriend uh, and basically turned around and left. But I, I, I feel that they had a sense that I was the guy they were looking for, but they just never actually addressed me. And so I never responded to them. Well, and the reason why they were looking for you, they tried to recruit you. And you had the audacity, Jeremy, to expose how they tried to recruit you to be an undercover federal asset at the January 6th protest. Yeah, that's right. As soon as they left the front porch of my house, uh, I took the business card. I emailed the domain name. It looked like a legitimate domain name from the Department of Homeland Security. And we began an email conversation where they basically wanted to sit down and have a discussion with me. But I wanted to make sure that discussion uh, didn't result uh, the same way that General Flynn's discussion with the FBI agents uh, ended up for him. And so uh, it took a, a few days, but uh, about five days later, on December 9th of 2020, we finally came to terms and agreed to meet in a public place. I advised them that I would be recording the meeting, but maybe they didn't take me seriously. Maybe they thought they had countermeasures in place or whatever it is, but uh, I finally met with them. And uh, yeah, they basically were using a false predicate in order to set up a meeting where they basically just wanted to gauge my interest in uh, working for them. 
and you denied their request. And now here you are, a political prisoner, over two years in jail. Where are you located now? Where do they have you? Well, I'm currently uh, on a federal old in Citrus County Jail uh, in Florida awaiting my D.C. trial. The reason I'm here in Florida still is because my, my legal team is located in Florida. So for, for the ease of preparing my defense, uh, we were able to get a motion approved keeping me here in Florida. But, of course, they're trying to rush the trial uh, for a March 4th trial date without actually having finished providing information that they have against me. And so we have a constant battle going back and forth between ourselves and the federal government on whether or not that trial date should hold. Uh, if I had to wager money, uh, I think they're going to actually allow the trial to continue, even though they are continually to refuse uh, information that would be pivotal uh, in the preparation of my defense. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. I'll tell you, the Department of Justice has not acquitted themselves well in the last number of years. Denying prisoners exculpatory evidence, that's happened over and over again, and yet there's been no consequences. It's come out, I don't know if you've seen the news, but uh, the uh, Lazarus, the special agent Lazarus for the Capitol Police perjured himself in the Oath Keepers trial. He said he saw them harassing uh, Officer Harry Dunn in a staircase when at the time that they were actually protecting Harry Dunn in the video shows that they were protecting Harry Dunn. Lazarus was across the street in the Senate complex and other bits of information have come out about the pipe bomb, uh, Secret Service lying about the pipe bombs that were found at the DNC and the RNC the night before January 6th. So the government is quickly losing control of this narrative and I hope people realize in your trial just exactly what's going on. Well, I mean, and this is exactly what, ha what happens when the compartmentalization surrounding these types of operations falls apart. It is very difficult to hold together a false narrative that is as complex as the January 6th narrative is. And that is why they lie, they lie openly, and then they attempt to hide all of the stuff that would easily prove that they're lying from the American people in hopes that everybody will just focus on the NFL playoffs rather than how much their government is lying to them. Right. I saw a great meme yesterday. It was a picture of the Roman Coliseum, and then underneath it was a picture of an NFL stadium, and it said, if you keep them plied with bread and circuses, you can lie to them with impunity. And that's exactly what's going on. Jeremy, we have to break for headlines. Look forward to talking to you on the other side on today's News Talk TNT. Really big, 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 big. The biggest breaking news story. Big, gigantic, big, enormous. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Pakistan has said it launched a series of airstrikes against what it terms terrorist hideouts in southern Iran claiming the operation successfully eliminated several militants. Last week, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken communicated to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that Israel cannot achieve a decisive victory over Hamas through military means alone. The German parliament has decisively voted against a motion to supply Taurus cruise missiles to Ukraine. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. 
Then... Dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. You can follow Jeremy Brown on X at JMB Freedom and at The Fusion Cell. And if you are of a mind to help support him in his defense efforts, the website is jeremybrowndefense.com. Jeremy, what trial is upcoming in March? Because I thought they already had a trial in which they tried to introduce evidence that they had planted in a, a red jewel case, a CD, trying to say that you had classified documents. The jury wasn't buying that. Uh, they were able to say that you had hand grenades, which weren't yours. They planted those on you as well. Uh, what are these new charges and what's the new trial for? fourth trial is actually the two misdemeanor counts out of the Jan events of January 6th that they uh, manufactured as the predicate for bringing their domestic terrorism search warrant in order to find those things. And notice that you're absolutely correct. Uh, I have yet to go to trial for the January of 2021 case, but already gone to trial for the September of 2021 case and been sentenced to 87 months in prison, which is twice the average sentence for the charges of which I was uh, accused and falsely convicted of. And, and the reason is because I'm the January 6th that they don't want anyone to know about, and so they wanted to lock me away, uh, and then that way nobody will be paying attention to two misdemeanors in D.C. That's exactly correct. That's exactly what's happening. And it's just an outrage how this doesn't violate the constitutional prohibition against delaying trials. You're, you're entitled under the Constitution to a speedy trial. And I, I don't think over two years on two misdemeanors is very speedy. Well, and it's all about how you actually look at it. Now, due process requires the government to actually investigate, discover there's a crime, gather evidence, then seek indictment or file an information arresting you, meaning they should be ready to go to trial when they arrest you. But yet, exactly. in my case, most of these delays have, have been by my own request because they've yet to provide the information in order for me to build a defense. And so it's kind of this situation where you have to sacrifice your speedy trial rights because otherwise you'd have no information to base your defense and they would just uh, try you by ambush when the, at the very last minute they provide exhibits and evidence against you. So uh, it's kind of this, uh, it's, it's a tug of war. And the Constitution is not a factor here, right? They've been violating the Constitution for decades. Right. The, the even mention of the Constitution in my trial every single time has been met with eye rolls, uh, you know, tisk underneath the breath or, you know, the uh, just uh, offhanded, you know, whatever type of behavior, not only by the judges, but also by the prosecutor. In fact, my my public. Uh, my public defender, who was actually a private attorney, but who was provided me, once had a conversation with the then U.S. attorney that was trying the case. And 
when they were attempting to deny me bond, which of course they were successful at, he says to her in a private conversation, uh, but there's other people in the room, he says to her, you don't really believe Mr. Brown should be held in maximum security, do you? And she says, yes. And he goes, for what? And her response to him was, because he disrespects the government. That's what this is all about. That's exactly what it's about. These people do hate the Constitution. They've tried they tried for decades to get people to believe it's a it's a living document. We can interpret it however we want. And when that didn't wash, they just walk all over it and then and then shred it. They've now made it a law that disrespecting the government is a felony, which that's there's no way that the Supreme Court is going to allow that to continue. But that's where these people's minds are. It's absolutely un-American. They're selling out this country to the highest bidder, and they hate us. Donald Trump is right. They don't hate him. They hate us. He's just standing in their way. I think we might have lost Jeremy. Jeremy, I want to thank you for coming on. I know how difficult it is to do an interview uh, from jail. We wish you all the best in your March trial, and we're going to follow this story here on The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Last Friday was Ana Navarro's birthday, so The View celebrated with drag queens from her home state of Florida. Well, let me tell you something. The <laughs> arts saves lives. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Amen. Drag shows bring people together. When you come to our show, you leave your problems at the door. You leave whatever the governor said at the door, whatever the president said at the door. You don't want to hear about them at our show. You come to our show to hear Cher, Beyonce, <laughs> Lady Gaga, and have a good time. And regardless of where you come from, regardless of who you are, you're all there to celebrate one thing, the drag queens. And they use the opportunity to bash Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Maybe DeSantis secretly wants to get dressed up in ladies' clothes. Is that possible? Well, he has my number, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's really important that we understand that it's not that DeSantis went after, you know, LGBTQ and drag. He went after the R House in specific. Yeah. He tried yeah. to shut them down. Now, DeSantis did launch an investigation into the R House bar in 2022 because there were accusations that children were at these drag queen shows. And there was a video reportedly of a, an exposed drag queen holding the hand and leading a kid around. So good for DeSantis, shame on these ladies, all of them. Thanks for giving me a minute, I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on TNT. I want to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I need to eat. And bananas. Why can't I eat, eat, eat apples and bananas? Support the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks to help provide meals to those in need. Join us at feedingamerica.org. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. TNT. I can't emphasize enough what parlous times these are, not just for patriotic Americans, but for all Americans, even those with whom we disagree, even those on the left. We are supposed to be a nation of laws, not of men. It shouldn't matter what your ideology is. The Constitution grants you your God-given rights. The Constitution protects your God-given rights against the government. The biggest lie that the Democrats have told, among all the lies that they tell, 
is that your rights come from the government. They do not. Your rights come from God. The Bill of Rights protects those rights from the government. So to say that you can't criticize the government or to somehow imply that criticizing the government makes you unpatriotic, I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. I love my country. Not so crazy about the government. They've proven to be liars. The video released today by The Blaze, they had permission to release it from Kevin McCarthy, but when he was deposed, they had to wait to get permission from Mike Johnson, and, and, and he was too busy cutting deals with Chuck Schumer to grant the permission, but it finally came through today, and the video shows that Capitol Police Special Agent Lazarus, who testified under oath in the Oath Keeper trials, that he witnessed six Oath Keepers harassing Capitol Hill police officer Harry Dunn on a staircase in the House side of the Capitol when the time-stamped video that was released today shows him to be in the Senate complex, traces him all the way through the tunnel system, through from the Senate side of the Capitol to the House side, one floor down from where Officer Harry Dunn was located, and that by the time he came up that staircase, those six Oath Keepers had exited the building through the east doors. There is no way possible he saw them protecting Officer Harry Dunn from the crowd, which is what he they testified to, and he testified that they were harassing him and abusing him. The video clearly shows that that didn't happen, that they were telling the truth, that Dunn and Lazarus are lying. Those convictions, what do you think should happen to them? Steve Hook from... State of the Nation, right here on today's News Talk TNT. Well, first of all, it's great to be with you, Timothy. Um, you know, we were just talking. I, I hadn't seen the video yet. Uh, but for anybody who's ever been to the Capitol Complex, it is a big building, a very, very big building. And the House is the, uh, is the lower chamber, and the Senate is the upper chamber. And that's because, as you mentioned, they're on different floors. So... If that evidence is true, and, and 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 there's no reason to believe it's not, I mean, it's documented with timestamps, then those convictions have to be tossed. I mean, they absolutely you know, do. He was a quarter mile away. The Senate, the Senate is a is on the as you're looking uh, up the mall toward Capitol Hill. The Senate is on your left, same side of the building that the Supreme Court is on, and yep. the House is on the right, right across the street from the Library of Congress. And yeah, not even not even remotely close. <laughs> no. I yeah. used to. In fact, this is actually one of the things that grieves me about the world that Islam has created for us now. I used to be able to go in to the Capitol complex. And the Capitol complex, for those that don't know, are the three Senate office buildings, the Capitol, which is a complex of five buildings itself. People think that the Capitol is one building. It's not. It's five buildings that have been built over time that are all linked together. And then the four house office buildings, and they're all connected. If it was a rainy day in DC, it didn't bother me because I would go in to work with my then girlfriend and show my ID at the Russell Senate office building. And then you had the run as a citizen of the entire complex, Steve. Yeah. They gave you they gave you a visitor's badge and you could go anywhere you wanted. So I would have meetings at the various Senate offices, and then I'd have to go over to the house side and I would walk 
I'd take the subway and got to take the subway with some very interesting characters who were in the Senate at that time. And, you know, I, you get off the Senate uh, subway and you're at one of the lower levels of the Capitol. And I could, I sneak, you know, would wind my way through. You go take a left, go past these freezer units for the commissary and, and you come out and, you know, I used to get my hair cut there. I used to eat in the Senate dining room. It, you could stay inside the whole day because it's all interconnected. But you're right. It's a long way away. They have to have two subways to connect all the buildings for those who can't walk. Lazarus was over a quarter mile away when he testified under oath that he witnessed Oath Keepers harassing Officer Dunn. Yeah, I like the way you said test a lied. I mean, that, that kind of oh, really happens really every day in courts. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's municipal court for a speeding ticket or county court, state court, federal court. It's gotten to the point where I hate to say yeah. it because we always back the blue, but there's a lot of bad apples in law well, enforcement. Well, especially every there, single especially level. in DC, especially in DC, though. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at all, Timothy, if uh, somebody kind of put a strong arm on this guy and said, look, here's what you're going to say. Uh, it's uh, no secret to anybody who's been paying attention that J6 has been completely politicized, weaponized, and uh, and and used in every possible way to uh, help not only frame the narrative and shape the narrative, but to advance the agenda, which is basically the crushing of dissent. So Lazarus, Lazarus lied. I, you know, he's uh, he, the convictions need to be tossed. Um, will they be? Well, we're going to have to wait and see, I guess, won't we? But I mean, that testimony alone um, would be enough to convict most people. And yet, you know, Timothy, they won't they don't want anything to do with former chief uh, Stephen son uh, right. who has made, you know, who has come out and said, wait a minute now. We could have certainly used uh, extra support of the National Guard, and I recommend it as much. Uh, you won't hear from him, but you'll hear from Lazarus, who's putting Oath Keepers away, uh, who he never witnessed do a damn thing. It's, you know. And, and it, here's it, how bad it is, Steve. You you weren't even aware of the story before I brought it up, and yet you've cut right to the heart of it because Officer Harry Dunn's initial testimony backed the Oath Keepers. And then after his first round of testimony, he got the word, uh, that's not what happened. Here's what happened. So he goes yeah. in for a second round of testimony. He said, oh, I, I misremembered uh, what really happened was. And then they brought <laughs> Lazarus in. You know, what the the old expression your mom used to say with your brother, one will lie and the other will swear to it. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Harry came back. Yeah. Harry Dunn came back and lied. And Lazarus came in and swore to his lie. Yeah. Well, they need somebody to back up that lie, I guess. And I'll tell you, you know, it, you know, we were talking about it on the show today, how it's just, it's hard to believe this stuff that we're talking about right now. If you would have mentioned this five years ago, everybody would have said, oh man, you need to readjust that tinfoil hat. It is right. amazing how far this country has slipped into just straight up tyranny. I mean, I, I, there's no other way to describe it. And, and of course, it's being used in a very authoritarian way while at the same time, Timothy, you well know, they're shouting that Trump is a threat to democracy. Trump is quite literally Hitler, for God's sakes, and you better believe it. And meanwhile, we've got law enforcement lying. And uh, what were the sentences for those guys, those Oath Keepers? They were long. I mean, they were very 18 years, long 23 years. One of them was 23 years. Yeah. 
Uh, unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. And, they and sentenced the head of the Oath Keepers who wasn't. Yeah, they sentenced the head of the Oath Keepers who wasn't even in Washington to yeah, a lengthy Dario, prison whatever. Trip. Yeah. Dario, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he wasn't even in the state. So this is what they'll do. They'll go to uh, the ends of the earth to, to, uh, and they don't care who whose lives they ruin. This is all about saving democracy from the insurrection, don't you know? These these are traitors. Good yeah. God, they, these people would have been strung up by the neck till dead years ago. And of course, it's all BS. And the problem with running on hate like this, and which the Democrats have done is that the people that believe this, the people that believe uh, believe all of the people that shift the cultural levers of the zeitgeist, whether it's the uh, politicians themselves, the media, the panel shows, the celebrities, a, a growing number of athletic stars, whoever it may be, they can't they can never admit that they were wrong about this because to admit it would be to have to face the people that they accused of being, you know, insurrectionist. And that that can't be. They can't do that. So they will happily turn the other way as this evidence comes out. But I suspect that these convictions will be tossed uh, if if uh, the House Republicans have anything to say with it. You know. Well, if there's any justice, hopefully the Supreme Court will toss them on appeal. And just to underscore your point, you know, one of my favorite podcasts to watch is Russell Brand. I liked Russell's comedy for years, but you know, he was a little out there, and he's very theatrical in his presentation, even now, and the way yeah. he presents on his podcast. I, I love it. He's he's very theatrical. He's fun to listen to. But people underestimate his intelligence at their peril. He is an extremely bright man. All you have to do, if you were to read a transcript and not watch his theatrical presentation, but read a transcript of what he says, he's one of the most erudite, well-spoken, and, and well-read men I, I've seen on, on shows. And yeah. his vocabulary is incredible and his insights are incredible. And he had a show today, a podcast episode today, I strongly recommend people go to look at it, that showed MSLSD's meltdown over the Iowa results. And they had oh, yeah. Baby Huey there, they had Jen P. Sucky, they had all the usual liars. And the projection was palpable, saying that yeah. America is embracing authoritarianism, how they want totalitarianism. And they couldn't wrap their head around 51% of Iowans, even with all the Democrats voting for Nikki Haley, they couldn't wrap their head around the fact that 51% of Iowans that voted in the caucuses on Tuesday went for Donald Trump. They don't get it. These people are enemies of the state. They're not enemies of the state because they're, they're, State propagandists are enemies state, of the but, Constitution, and they're yeah. definitely enemies of we the people. Yeah, well, my favorite line there wasn't from one of the MSNBC, although they were absolutely crazy. Joy Reid saying that uh, the reason Nikki didn't win is because it's uh, you know, uh, it's hard for a brown woman to get a leg up in Donald Trump's Republican Party. Of course, Trump named her ambassador to the UN, so there's that. Right. Uh, you know, but but my favorite one was J.B. Pritzker. Uh, J.B. Pritzker, of course, has been a long time flack. And, and, and he comes out and says that Trump's overwhelming historic victory is proof of his weakness. Now, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of spin doctors out there, um, and most of them are quacks. But I think J.B. Pritzker probably takes the cake. How you can take 
Uh, there's, oh, the numbers were down. The numbers were depressed. And of course, this, of course, Timothy, after an entire week of them reporting that bitterly cold temperatures down to negative 12, will this affect turnout? And then all of a sudden it's like, well, it was a lower turnout than the last general, but it's absolutely in keeping with the pattern that has been going through Iowa. So Iowa voters turned out. And to say that Trump's historic 51 percent uh, garnering 51% of the votes in the caucus is, is a sign of his weakness is, is a stretch. I mean, even for the greatest spin doctor, that's a stretch. I seem to recall reading a book in which they said that war is peace and strength <laughs> is weakness <laughs> and go. truth is a lie. What book might that have been? My mm-hmm. favorite picture out of Iowa this week, it was over last weekend, It was a man with a beard that even our good friend Hesher would have to applaud. And it was caked (laughs) with ice and snow and just his eyebrows and his hair and his beard. Just he looked like the abominable snowman. And they asked him if the weather was going to keep him from from voting in Tuesday's caucuses. And he said, there is nothing that will prevent me from voting for Donald Trump. Yeah. And, you know, another thing, we were talked about it, we mentioned it on State of the Nation today. Uh, one of the biggest takeaways, beyond the obvious, that Trump, I mean, you know, the, the former record had been like 18.6%. Trump just rolled over that at 41%. W 43, got 43 40? in uh, 2004, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean the margin of difference between the candidates. Oh, yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in that regard, Trump just absolutely obliterated the record. But, but that, all of that said... It's just amazing that the number one issue that came out when they were doing the exit uh, interviews, the uh, the polling interviews, it's a little bit different because it's a caucus, but apparently uh, the big question went around, what's the number one issue? And the number one issue in Iowa was the broken southern border and our immigration catastrophe. That's right. So Democrats are really on the hook for this. And you see them trying to peddle this bipartisan amnesty bill, which I think May go someplace in the Senate, but I suspect it'll die in the House. Uh, it's just, but I mean, Iowa, Timothy, is 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 sweating immigration. Well, it's so. because it's because of the fentanyl crisis, and it's because yeah. of the illegal crime, and it's because of the jobs. Yeah, and it the is. problem it's all with of the Republican plus. Party. Yeah, and the repo- problem with the Republican Party is you have people like former Green Beret Pat Harrigan, who's running for Congress in NC ten who is the only munitions provider to Ukraine's machine guns. Most of machine, uh, Ukraine's not part of NATO, so they don't use the NATO rounds. They use the same rounds that the Russians use in their heavy weapons, their machine guns. And Pat Harrigan owns the only munitions company that's manufacturing that ammunition for Ukraine. He's wired in. He has a vet- vested interest in the Ukraine war. It, you know, I honor his service as a former Green Beret, but he's deep state to the core, and the whole GOP is coalescing around him. When you have a true patriot, my good partner in MAGA Institute, Brooke McGowan, is opposing him, and yet it seems like uh, Harrigan's going to get Donald Trump's endorsement. We hope and pray that he doesn't. We hope that the president wakes up and realizes that the problem with the Republican Party 
is we've got too many Dan Crenshaws. We get dazzled by the uniform. We we do honor their service, but then they go to Congress and they're just yeah. more Dan Crenshaws. We don't need more Dan Crenshaws in Congress. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. And, and, and I think that a part of the problem too is, uh, and by the way, it should be said that it, it's, that is an affliction that uh, that that is uh, that both parties suffer from. Quite frankly, uh, the uh, mm -hmm. they get into D.C. under all the greatest pretense. Uh, uh, it, it's it's a wonderful campaign. Uh, God bless America, Grandma and apple pie, and then they get corroded. They get the Beltway fever, man, and it happens to a lot of them. Uh, I mean, good God, I mean, we could go right on down the list. But one thing that I think that a lot of Americans are starting to wake to, and in large part, it may be because of this immigration crisis, is that our culture, American culture, is all of a sudden just being sabotaged. Uh, it's being yeah. maligned. It's being drugged through the mud. Uh, and if you dare stand up and defend it, our our, our traditions, our, our, our morals, our values, you're ridiculed for it. And I wish that the Democrats- And it's our uh, own government dragging it through the mud, which makes it doubly exactly. outrageous. Exactly. State of the Nation, 3 to 5 p.m. New York time. Tune in. Here's Steve Hook and our good friend Brian McClain. That's it for tonight's Reckoning on today's News Talk TNT. Stay tuned for the Havorier Moritz Show. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.